1: 2,500 people have tried to keep a promise for 21 days, and 58 have done it. So there's four excuses that every human has that prevents them from being awesome. The first one is pain. Emotional and physical pain will talk you out of anything. The push-ups hurt. Oh, therefore, I don't have to keep my promise. The second one is I forgot, which is the weirdest excuse. The third one is support since my boss doesn't support me doing this since my kids my wife doesn't support me then i won't keep my promise the fourth one is it's what we say to ourselves right before it's successful Hmm. this is stupid
2: so those four excuses prevent everybody from being successful All right. good morning, good afternoon, good evening, my friends, depending on where you find yourself in the world, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Real English Radio. I am your host, Donnie Kaizen, and we're talking all about excuses today, my friends, the four excuses that all of us make at one point or another, the four excuses that are keeping us weak, the four excuses that keep us from what we really want in life, the four excuses that are so easy to make, we make them without even realizing it. Right, that's what we're talking about today. So don't worry if you couldn't understand everything that was said in that clip. It was relatively short. We're gonna go all the way back to the beginning so I can explain the nouns, the verbs, and the adjectives to make sure you get the entire idea. And then I'm gonna leave you with something to think about, as always. All right, my friend? So let's do it.
1: 2,500 people have tried to keep a promise for 21 days
2: and 58 have done it. 2,500 people have tried to keep a promise for 21 days and only 58 of those 2,500 have done it. So the first thing I want to point out is just the way that we say numbers, at least in American English. I'm not so familiar with the way they do it over there in the UK or down under, but in the US, it's really, really common with four digit numbers. We read them in a way that's not traditional, let's say, because the number is 2,500. 2,500. But a lot of Americans, including me, we say 2,500. And why we do that, I don't know. I just assume it's easier, it's quicker. I I really don't know when or why this started, but we do say numbers like this. And what you need to know is that you only do this for the numbers 1,100, all the way up to 9,900. So you can't say 1,100. We say 1,000. But if it's 1,100, you can say 1,100, 1,200, 1,500, 2,600, 8,800, 7,300, all the way up to 9,900. But we don't say 10,100. I don't fucking know. But those are the only numbers we really do that for. So if somebody says 2,558, depending on the context, it could mean 2,558. You see what I'm saying? Let me play it again. 2,500 people have tried to keep a promise for 21 days and 58 have done it. 2,500 people or 2,500 people have tried to keep a promise. And to keep a promise just means to maintain your word. If you say you're going to do something, you promise to do this thing. If you keep your promise, it means that you do what you promised you would do or not do or whatever it is. That's what it means to keep a promise. That's the verb that we typically use. Or if you don't keep your promise, then you break your promise. So you can keep it or break it. All right. Now, these 2,500 people tried to keep a promise. They tried to stop themselves from breaking a promise, which isn't the most, we don't say that. I tried to stop myself from breaking a promise. We don't say that. I'm just trying to like emphasize what's being said here. 2,500 people tried to keep a promise for just 21 days. 3 weeks and only 58 out of 2500 people could keep that promise. I don't know what he's referencing or what what study was done or who these people are or what the situation was. We're just going off what he said. But it's very believable, right? When you think about how many of us more so with ourselves we make promises and then we don't keep them. It's much easier for some reason, at least for me, to keep a promise to someone else than it is to keep a promise to myself. And I think Part of it maybe is just because we're, for some strange reason, we're much more comfortable disappointing ourselves than we are disappointing somebody else. We care much more about what that person's going to think of us if we break our promise than what we are going to think of ourselves if we break a promise to ourselves. Isn't that strange? That is weird, man. I haven't thought too deeply about it, but now that I'm recording this episode, I'm definitely going to think about that a bit more. Like, why is that? We're so much more comfortable disappointing ourselves than we are disappointing people that we care about. That is strange. But anyway, anyway, let's continue. 2,500
1: people have tried to keep a promise for 21 days and 58 have done it. So there's four excuses that every human has that prevents them from being awesome. The first one is pain. Emotional and physical pain will talk you out
2: of anything. Emotional and physical pain will talk you out of anything. So, to talk someone out of something just means to dissuade them from doing something. So, if I talk you out of going to Paris next month, it means I use my words in a very dissuasive way to convince you not to go. So, emotional and physical pain can convince you not to do something, even if you know you should do it, even if you know you have to do it, right? It's one of the main excuses that we make it's painful therefore i don't have to do it the pain is enough to convince you to not do it or dissuade you from doing it to talk you out of doing it all right let's continue
1: prevents them from being awesome the first one is pain emotional and physical pain will talk you out of anything the push-ups
2: hurt oh therefore i don't have to keep my promise the push-ups hurt. Therefore, I don't have to keep my promise. So really quick, just in case you don't know what push-ups are, it's like a really, really common exercise to work on the shoulders, the triceps, I don't know what other parts of the body it works out. But basically, you get on the ground, you lay on your stomach, you put both hands on your both palms on the ground, and you push yourself up, and then you let yourself come back to the ground. You push yourself up, and then you let yourself down. Those are push-ups. So he's just referencing a fitness Situation where somebody needs to get in shape, they need to work out and they say, all oh, these push-ups hurt so bad, therefore I don't have to keep my promise of going to the gym, being consistent, losing weight, gaining muscle, therefore I don't have to do it and so the word therefore it's like a it's a word that's used in a transitional way. We go from one idea to the next this is true, so that is true. this is true, therefore this is true. you see so the push-ups hurt therefore. I don't have to work out. I don't have to keep my promise, right? The only logical conclusion we can arrive at is I no longer have to do the exercise. It's painful, therefore, I don't have to do it. I hope that makes sense. Let me play it again. First one is pain. Emotional and physical pain will talk you out of
1: anything. The pushups hurt. Oh, therefore, I don't have to keep my promise. The second one is I forgot, which is the weirdest excuse. The third one is support since my boss doesn't support me doing this since my kids my wife doesn't support me then i won't keep my promise the fourth one is it's a,
2: what we say to ourselves right before it's successful the fourth one is what we say to ourselves right before it's successful the word right in this case r i g h t right whenever we use that word immediately before it's actually the definition of the phrase or the word in this case Whenever we use the word right immediately before an event or something like that, whenever we say right before, it means immediately before, like I just said. So the fourth one is what we say to ourselves immediately before, before or the moment just before. It's another thing you'll hear. The moment just before it's successful. Let me play it one more time. The fourth one is, it's a, what we say
1: to ourselves right before it's successful. Hmm. This is stupid. So those four excuses
2: prevent everybody from being successful. All right, my friends. Now, like I said in the beginning, this is a relatively short clip. Excuse me. A relatively short clip, so I'm going to go back to the very beginning, play it one more time from start to finish, and hopefully you'll be able to understand much more, if not everything, from the clip. Let's do it.
1: 2,500 people have tried to keep a promise for 21 days, and 58 have done it. So there's four excuses that every human has that prevents them from being awesome. The first one is pain. Emotional and physical pain will talk you out of anything. The push-ups hurt. Oh, therefore, I don't have to keep my promise. The second one is I forgot, which is the weirdest excuse. The third one is support. Since my boss doesn't support me doing this, since my kids, my wife doesn't support me, then I won't keep my promise. The fourth one is, it's a, what we say to ourselves right before it's successful. Hmm. This is stupid. So those four excuses prevent everybody from being successful. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm
0: here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, if Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news...
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, what did you think about the clip? Could you identify with what was being said here? I know I can. I imagine most people, if not all people listening to this right now, can identify with at least one of these excuses, man. We all make these excuses at one time or another in order to justify us not doing something that we want to do or something, I shouldn't say it that way, justify something that we know we should do something that we need to do. It's something that we even tell ourselves we want to do, but deep down, we really don't. You know what I mean? A lot of times we'll say, I want to do this, I want to do that. Really what we're saying is it would be nice, but the reality is typically when we talk ourselves out of doing whatever that thing is, it's because we want something else much more than we want that thing, right? So now let's talk about, let's take about that is not a word, ladies and gentlemen. Don't listen to me. Let's talk about the four main takeaways or the four excuses that we all make pain, I forgot, no support, and self doubt. This one applies to anybody, or these apply to anybody and everybody, but especially you, the English learner, anybody learning languages, right? Because learning a new language, I can't fucking talk. What the fuck? can't talk today I'm like getting all tongue tied and shit I guess I'm just excited to talk to you about this maybe that's what it is but let me (sighs) take a deep breath slow it down this is not a race okay you know sometimes I just get excited I guess I'm like man I can't wait to tell them about this fucking subject and I just start talking way too fast I don't know what it is sometimes the brain is moving faster than the lips and the tongue and you got to slow it down, man. Take it down a notch. So let me try that again. Let's talk about the four main points of this clip. Let's talk about the four excuses that we all make. Pain, forgetfulness, lack of support, and self-doubt. The first one being pain. Learning a language, depending on how you look at it, is a painful experience. In other words, it's just a challenging experience. It's not always the most comfortable Sometimes it's fucking frustrating, right? And so this pain, quote unquote, could manifest itself in the form of difficulty learning new words, memorizing vocabulary, understanding and internalizing complex grammar rules, the pronunciation. Jesus Christ, some languages, it's like, how did a human being ever develop the ability to make that sound, right? It's incredible. And what's also interesting is how, depending on your native language, certain languages are easier for you to learn and then imitate. But other languages, just because of the way you have to form your mouth and use your throat and your lips and whatever, it's just so much more difficult. And all this can manifest itself as psychological pain, right? For some people, just the simple fact that they're constantly being corrected is painful for them because they're so attached to their ego, right? And so the idea of somebody correcting them and their mind it's the same thing as somebody telling them they're fucking stupid. They're not good enough, right? They're idiots or whatever it is. When that is, that's not the case. But that sometimes that is enough. If they're constantly being corrected by somebody else, if they're constantly being reminded that they're not where they want to be, it's painful psychologically. It hurts the ego. It, it conflicts with the image that one has of oneself and therefore, one might end up saying, man, this is just, this is just too hard, man. I don't, you know, and then they try to justify it. I don't really need to learn English. It's not that important. You know, the universal language, who gives a fuck, right? You know, I don't need this shit. I don't even live in an English speaking country. I don't need English for my job. Fuck this shit. I don't need this. I don't want to do this. It's too fucking hard, man. Who does this shit? Who does this shit? Learning a fucking language, man. Who does this shit? Right? But it's all just because you can't deal with the pain. You can't deal with the frustration of not being perfect at something the first time you try it or the 10th time you try it or the 36th time you try it. And so sometimes that pain is enough to talk you out of something that you said you wanted. You said you wanted to learn English. You said you wanted to get in shape. You said you wanted to make more money, and then you try to do it, and you realize, oh, damn, life is not Amazon.com. It is not simply press a button, wait 24 hours, and then the skills or the results are delivered to me in a nice, perfectly wrapped box for me to open and enjoy and then put on Instagram to show people on the shit. That's not life, okay? That <laughs> is not life. So understand that pain is part of the process. Pain is one of the most effective teachers. You know, usually if you're in pain, it's because of two things. You need to stop something or keep doing something. And I guess the key that probably sounds really fucking dumb. It sounded really dumb when I heard myself say it, but I mean it either. Like if you're in pain, for example, if you put your hand on a hot stove, it's going to send signals to your brain. Hey, I don't like this shit. We need to remove the hand from the hot surface. Okay. Because you're burning my shit you feel the pain, you immediately, ah, you remove the hand, right? But if you're in the gym, lifting weights, lifting more weight than you lift on a regular basis, if after enough reps, that shit is going to start to hurt, it's going to be uncomfortable. You might even get frustrated. Doesn't mean you need to stop. Sometimes the pain is an indication that you are growing. The pain is an indication that you are accessing areas of your body or your mind that you had not previously accessed, that is not necessarily a bad thing, right? Because if it were easy, I don't see how you could learn anything. If you just, you wake up and you can just do it automatically. How is learning going to take place if you don't struggle, make mistakes, analyze the experience, and then figure out how to do it better next time? That's what learning is. So if it's not painful, if it's not challenging, I don't see how you could learn, right? Right? You don't really learn from success. All you know is that it went the way you wanted it to go. That's all you learn from success. When shit goes wrong, when you are in pain, that is when you are forced to stop and analyze the situation. What the fuck is going on? Why am I feeling like this? You don't ask yourself why you're happy when you're successful. You don't ask yourself, why did that work? You're just like, fuck, it worked. Amazing. So pain is necessary, man. It sucks, you know, but it's necessary. And I think if you can train yourself to stop letting the pain talk you out of shit that you know you need to be doing, you'll be much better off. We will be much better off. And when I say we'll be better off, that phrase just means we'll be in a better position than we are right now. It's for the best. So if you do this, you'll be better off. What I'm saying is if you do this, you'll be in a better position than you are right now. That's what I mean. The next excuse is forgetfulness, right? I forgot. Such a common excuse that we all make, especially language learners, especially English learners, right? I forgot to practice today. I I I don't know how I got busy, and you know, it just it slipped my mind, man. I don't I don't know, man. I just forgot, man. And it's like, I get I don't know what to say about that. I really I don't I can't speak for you. I don't know what's going on inside your head, but I find. Personally, if I say I forgot to do something that I know I'm supposed to do or that I said I wanted to do, it's just because it's not that important. I mean, you don't forget to eat food most of the time, right? You don't forget to drink liquids. You don't forget to take a shower, right? You don't forget to like scroll on your phone. Have you ever heard somebody say, I forgot to scroll on social media today? Have you ever heard somebody say that? I forgot to watch Netflix. Like, no, of course not. Of course not. Because that's shit you actually want to do. That, for some reason, is important to you. So you just do it. You just fucking do it. If it's not that important, then you're more than likely going to forget. It's the reason that you forget words and expressions all the time because you're not using them. So you're signaling to your brain, this information is not important. Don't remember it. Right? But if you're using it all the time, your brain clearly sees, oh, I need to remember this shit because he's using it all the fucking time. So the, the phrase, like, I forgot to practice, I forgot to study, I translate into, it's just not that important right now. And there's not, I'm not judging you. There's no reason to judge yourself. It's just to be aware of what's going on. Don't fucking lie to yourself and say, no, I need to learn. This is so important. I want to learn. But you're constantly, quote unquote, forgetting to do it. It's just not important, bro. Just not important. The real question is, why is it not that important to you? You don't need to judge yourself or say, I'm a piece of shit. Are oh, you right? You know, I fucking suck. I need to get it together and do better, even though, I mean, that might be, you know, the part about needing to get it together is true. It's not like me saying you're a piece of shit because you forgot. I'm just saying, if you're constantly forgetting, it's probably just not that important to you. Because whatever's truly important, like you ever forget, if you got kids, anybody listening right now, you ever forget that you have kids? I doubt it, you know? If you do, like, damn, bro, you might put those little suckers up for adoption. I don't know. (laughs) But you don't forget what's important to you. You just don't, you know? So it is one of the weirdest excuses. I forgot to do something that I say is important to me. Because when it's truly important, you, you don't forget, man. You don't forget. So I think that's one of the most important excuses to eradicate from our vocabulary. Because it's bullshit, you know? It's bullshit. I think the real question that I have trying to put myself in... I mean, really not even putting myself in other people's positions, thinking about myself. Because for me, it's not English, it's Spanish or Japanese, for example. It's like when I don't practice every day, when I'm not studying every day. I think what I'm trying to... The point I'm trying to get across is I've arrived at the point where I don't lie to myself anymore and say, I forgot or damn... I should have practiced or whatever. It's just like, nah, I mean, it's just not that important. It would be nice to improve my Spanish much more than I am right now. It would be nice to really learn the fundamentals of Japanese, for example. But, you know, it's not the most important thing. Just the other shit takes precedence in my daily life. And it's a choice. I'm not justifying anything. It's just a choice. I'm aware that I'm making the choice not to do it. I'm not telling myself a story to make myself feel better about not doing shit I know I should do. I think that's the point of this particular excuse. Like, stop lying to yourself, bro. Like, just stop and ask yourself, is this as important as I say it is? And if that's the case, why don't my actions match my words? That's the point. But let's move on. Excuse number three, a lack of support. Another super extra mega common excuse that we as language learners make all the time i don't have anyone to practice with i don't have anyone to teach me so i just i can't do this and although it's a valid statement on the, on the surface if you don't have teachers or friends to practice with it is not impossible but extremely difficult to learn a spoken language it's really 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 difficult personally i think i've only met one or two people that reached an advanced level of english without talking to real people on a regular basis It's a very rare thing indeed. I mean, languages are learned in a community of people. You learn with your parents, with your siblings, with your aunts and uncles, with your grandparents, with your classmates, your teachers, the bus driver, talking to all these different people. You constantly are being exposed to how the language is used. And as humans, we imitate each other. So you start using the language in the same way. It's hard to do that if you have no one to imitate or no one to correct your mistakes or anything like that. So it's a valid statement on the surface. But if we go just a bit deeper and we analyze this, in 2023, you have no right. Yeah, I said it. I said it. You have no fucking right to tell me that you don't have any support, that there's no resources for finding people to practice language with. August 2023, a simple Google search, places to practice English with real people. You will get tons of results for apps and websites where you can meet real people and practice language. We have a Discord server you can join. Click the link in the description. You can join and talk to me and other language learners. You can download HelloTalk. You can download Tandem. You can download Lingby or Free for Talk. Get on Omegle, O-Me TV. There's tons of resources. Most of them are fucking free. And you can go and find real people to talk to, Natives and non-natives, for the majority of widely spoken languages. Most of them are free. So the idea like that you don't have support, that you don't have people to talk to, I think that's much more of a choice than it is a condition. What I mean is, it's not, it's not something that's out of your control. If it were just a condition and there literally weren't any humans that spoke that language in your country or online, Okay. I can get with you on that, but you are listening to this podcast. So you have a device that, can all, that you can also use to find real people to talk to. Private teachers at all price points are online. You can find them. Plenty of websites where you can do that. If you don't want to pay for a teacher, you can get on one of these free language exchange apps. The problem is what I find in my experience is most people... They just don't want to put in the work to find somebody to talk to. They don't want to send message after message after message till they find somebody that they connect with. Or if they find somebody to talk to, they don't really put in any effort to maintain the relationship. They want the other person to do all the talking, to ask all the questions, to make all the corrections, only speak in the language that they're trying to learn and not help the other person learn their language. You see what I'm saying? Most of the time, it's like selfishness and laziness. Most of the time. Because you could get on one of these apps and just message people until you find one you like. But you don't because that takes time and energy and effort. It's disappointing. It's frustrating. When you finally find somebody, you talk for two weeks and then they disappear. Or you finally find somebody and you're trying to talk to them, but they give you no energy. They give you no feedback. They make no effort. It's frustrating. And it's enough to talk you out of continuing. That's the point. It's not because there's nobody to support you. It's just you don't want to put in the work to find those people. Or when you find those people, you expect them to do everything for you. And I'm not saying you, like you listening, speaking, you you, you get what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's you per se, because I don't know your situation, but I talk to a lot of language learners on a daily basis, and I know myself. And so I can say this pretty confidently, man. It's usually laziness. It's usually, uh, what was the other one I said? I mean, that's the main one, usually laziness, just not wanting to put in the work, you know? And unfortunately, like, I mean, I guess this is a multidimensional thing, why we have such a hard time maintaining relationships, especially online. But I just find it's like, I'm, I'm being redundant or repetitive at this point, but people just don't want to put in the fucking work to find real people to talk to and then put in the work to forge and maintain a relationship. We want everything done for us. And that is just not how it works, bro. That is fucking selfish. That is childish. That is lazy. You know? If you really want it, then you can just go get it. And But most people, it's easier to say, I would, but nobody's here to help me. It's like, bro, you got to help yourself. I can't help you if you don't help yourself. Word to Amy Winehouse. I can't help you if you don't want to help yourself. And that's, that's another thing is a lot of people don't realize... By approaching people with that lazy, selfish mentality of what can you do for me? What can I get out of you? Help me now for free. By approaching people with that mentality, even if you come across somebody that is more than willing to help you and give you their time and attention. There's nothing more valuable than that. And they're willing to give you that. And you're doing nothing but being lazy and selfish. You're going to run them off anyway. A quality language exchange partner who's willing to put in the time and the energy and the effort to help you learn their language is not going to continue to stick by your side if you're fucking lazy and selfish the entire time. I really wish more people would understand that. You have to be a good partner if you want to find a good partner. You have to give if you want to receive. And unfortunately, a lot of us are just so focused on receiving, taking, robbing, me, 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 and nothing else, bro. So if you got nobody to, and I learned this in many aspects of life, even producing this podcast, like you want people to support you, you have to give them a reason to support. And simply saying, I want everything from you, give me, help me, support me is not a reason to support you. I hope you understand what I'm saying. This is like a really, 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 really important point. That's why I'm sticking on it. And I'm going to continue to stick on it got to stop being lazy and fucking selfish, bro. And I don't mean to sound harsh. This is not like a rant and I'm not trying to, you know, be all fucking negative Nathan here. I'm just saying this is really important, bro. And I don't hear a lot of other English teachers or language based podcasters talking about this. Most people are going to tell you what you want to hear. They're trying to be inspirational and you can do it and hear these phrasal verbs and let's go. Yeah, but bro, I'm here to give you the real, I'm telling you one of the reasons you're not making progress the way you want is because you're only thinking about yourself. You're not willing to put in the fucking work. So if you want support, support your fucking self. And if you want support from other people, be supportive, right? At the end of the day, like, like I said, nobody can help you until you help yourself. So sitting around waiting for somebody to come along and give you some support just because is a recipe for stagnation, a recipe for failure, disappointment. It's just like, it's not going to happen, bro. This reminds me of a story. I don't know if it's in the Bible, but I believe it's a biblical story. Hopefully I won't fuck it up. Excuse me. It reminds me of this guy. Don't remember his name. Really not important, but this guy was stranded on an island in the middle of the ocean. Turbulent storms, nobody there except him. He's he's miserable. He's lost in the middle of fucking nowhere. He can't swim to land because he can't even see it from the island he's standing on, and he's looking up to God and saying, "God, please just send me some help. God, please send me some support." He's a super religious guy, and he believes God is going to come save him eventually. A boat comes floating by. There's a man in the boat. He stops and says, hey, you need some help? You want me to take you back to land? Back to civilization? And the man says, no, God's going to help me. Thank you, though. The man in the boat gives him a strange look like, okay, you know, you know better than me. It's your world, man. Do what you want. And he leaves. A few days go by. Nothing. A few weeks go by. And this man on the island's like, what the fuck is going on, man? God, please send me some help. Don't you love me? Aren't you here to protect me? Send me some fucking help, man. What the fuck is going on? Next day, another man in a boat comes floating on by. You need some help? Want me to take you back to land? No, no, no. Thank you. God, God is going to help me. I've talked to God. He's got it covered. Thank you, though. My God's not going to forsake me, sir. Thank you, though. The man in the boat floats off. A couple of days go by. A couple of weeks go by. What do you think happens? I don't even need to finish the fucking story. What do you think happens? What do you think the moral of the story is? I feel myself really intense right now. I'm not trying, I wasn't planning to be so intense in this episode. I'm sorry. I realize sometimes listening to my own podcast, it's like, damn, dog, take it down a notch, bro. <laughs> you know, you didn't turn on this podcast to be yelled at or talk to like a child. I swear that's not my intention. It's just like, man, when are we going to fucking get it together, bro? Enough excuses. Enough excuses, man. Either we're going to do it or we're not. And if we're not, let's shut the fuck up about it. And if we are going to do it, let's shut the fuck up about it and just do it. How about that? And with that, let's move on to the fourth and final excuse, self-doubt, lack of belief in oneself. This happens all the time in business, in the gym, when you're learning a language, when you're producing content, whatever it is. It takes a long time to gain any significant traction, or in other words, to make any significant progress, consistent progress. It takes time. You have to invest, right? It's like farming. You got to plant the seeds I don't know how farming works. I'm about to fuck this up. But you plant the seeds, you water them, right? You take care of them and then little leaves sprout out of the ground and then you got to water it, take care of it, give it sunshine, keep the bugs and the other critters away who just want to eat the shit. You have to invest. Eventually, it grows into a plant that bears fruit or vegetables or whatever comes out of the ground. You know what I'm trying to say? It takes time, man. And sometimes we put in all this investment, we put in all this work, we put in all this time and energy and then... We're like, what the fuck? It's been three months. What the fuck? It's been five months. Why don't I feel like I'm making progress? Why don't I see the results of all my actions? And it's just because in our minds, so much time has passed. We arrive at this point, it's like, look, man, I'm tired. I'm willing to put, I was willing to put in the work, but it's been months and months, and I'm just not seeing the results I wanna see. So, man, fuck this shit. This is stupid. This is dumb. This is a waste of time. I knew it was never gonna work right? When in reality, if you would have just kept going, if you would have just kept going, you would have seen the results that you were hoping for, that you were working for, right? And so when it comes to learning English, you're putting in all this time, you're listening to podcasts every day, you're trying to speak whenever you get the chance, and you just feel like you're stagnant, that you know you can understand more or less the things that you hear and you know, that's enough, I guess, to get by. You can survive. You can ask for food and directions. You can introduce yourself. You can ask about the weather, but you're not really feeling any sense of fluency, any sense of real progress that you're becoming more advanced and more advanced. And then you just end up telling yourself all these lies like, man, my accent's never going to get better. This is just too complicated. The grammar's too hard. There's too many phrasal verbs. Natives talk too fast. This is, man, this is just too much. I, I can't do this. I'm putting in all this work. I must be stupid. I must be dumb. I must be doing something wrong. When the reality is, in many cases, you just got to be a little bit more patient. You just got to believe in yourself. Believe when we tell you, if you put in the work, you will get the results. If you are consistent and you practice the right things, you will get the results. So stop wasting your time on social media. Stop wasting your time consuming shit that has nothing to do with improving your skills and start speaking to real people every day. Start listening to real English every day. Start writing in your journal every day. Start reading articles or books every day. And you have the time to do this. And if you just do the right things long enough, you will see the results. It may not be when you wanna see them, but you will see them. And it starts with believing in yourself. It's like, you know what? I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I know I'm capable of doing it, first of all. And if I do the right things for enough time, I will achieve my goal. You just have to believe that, even though you can't see it yet. That's what it means to have faith, right? So the point of this episode is to realize that recognizing these excuses is the first step toward eradicating them eliminating them from your vocabulary. Learning isn't painful once you find a way to make it fun. The discipline to create a study routine and stick with it is a skill that you can develop. Finding real people to speak and learn with is easier than ever. And the more you speak and learn, the more confidence you'll have.